listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer cause you see I last long. My crew was never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, that's where you're dead wrong. I'll say that body and I suck I know then push it along. You be a fool to reply that Fife is not the man cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all them pals you see and a middle finger goes to all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed and I'm on next they can't cause none can test me. I'm just a fly MC who's five or three and very brave. On job remaining, no no home. Tra- That's not what it says. No job remaining, no home training because I misbehave. I come correct in full effect because call my hoes a check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be erect. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we are live on a Tuesday. Yep, on a Tuesday. Ready to do some podcasting. One more day before the end of the week episode for all the freeloaders and of course that end of the week episode is a walking dead recap yes so sir. we will be bringing back walking we'll be talking about it tomorrow mm-hmm. um so yeah you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is and the unofficial sport what about and bullet ball extreme uh and let's get into the show okay a lot of stuff happening guys a lot of news out there uh i guess the biggest breaking news is uh three suspects identified in the case of slain witness joshua brown police say it was a drug deal gone bad oh that's not good now joshua brown testified in the case of both on john uh he was the neighbor uh he also uh i've read supposedly he was supposed to be testifying against the dallas pd in another case um and so he just somehow ended up right after the trial ended getting killed um right outside his apartment um he was shot to death at a separate apartment complex on friday oh different okay just 10 days after taking a stand three suspects have been identified in the in the murder of brown including 20 year old jaquarius mitchell if you're playing guess the race i think i think we all know who was wounded and is we know what team he on yeah he was wounded and is in custody at the hospital he's expected to be charged with capital murder police say they are still searching for thaddeus charles green 22 and michael diaz mitchell 32 who they believe fled the state and are said to be armed and dangerous dallas police alleged that three men traveled from alexandria to purchase drugs from brown in the parking lot of a dallas apartment complex jaquarius mitchell allegedly confessed that green got into a physical altercation with brown and shot brown twice in the lower body according to dallas sister police chief avery moore subsequently brown then allegedly shot jaquarius mitchell in his chest jaquarius mitchell reportedly fell back into a car said he heard two gunshots green then snatched up brown's backpack and the gun used to shoot mitchell they took the well, they took the other dude's gun and the three suspects fed off how far are these places from each other about four and a half hours i believe good god that's a long way to travel for some drugs the suspects were thoughtful enough to drop mitchell off at a hospital before fleeing according to reports warrants will be ex- executed for him and the other two suspects for capital murder said the dallas police further police said they confiscated 12 pounds of marijuana 149 grams of thc car- cartridges and four thousand one hundred fifty-seven dollars in cash from brown's apartment after executing the search warrant so they i guess they supposedly is moving major weight dallas major 
eric johnson asked the public in a tweet sunday to refrain from speculation about brown shooting Uh, it's gonna make a hell of a true crime podcast in about two years uh i don't know i don't know what to make of that that's all that's all i'm gonna say i think it's very a lot of people already running around like it's fake and all this shit i don't know i don't know i think it's uh i don't know what scenario could have been reported that people would have accepted other than we the caught we hit. caught the dallas police officers who shot this man that was the only thing that was gonna make people happy anything other than that people gonna like that lies the lie yeah i don't know we'll have to it's gonna have to be a trial and evidence and uh stories matching up i need to know what else other than this confession mm-hmm. they have um you know people's cell phones pinging is there footage of it there are any witnesses of it um what, what did the bullets match the ballistics like what you know like did y'all just grab these three niggas off the street for some totally unrelated Unrelate. shit or just find a dude at a hospital for some unrelated shit like i don't know you know it's not like we heard and i mean i get it this is one of those times where they're gonna tell us in the public about this ongoing investigation because there's so much speculation that they mm, did it they're gonna be so open and honest about this one right yeah, normally it's we don't talk about ongoing investigations but not suddenly mm, we'll let you know everything you want a videotape we know the laws say we don't have to but here you go public so i don't know man i don't know i'm just leaving it at that i just four four and a half hours for some for some drugs for some drugs dog. four and a half i mean that was a lot of drugs four and a half hours though and somehow the dude that got shot the drugs and the guns was at his house or the the drugs and the money was at his house i don't know Uh, uh, uh. we will see Mm, that's interesting i mean they didn't didn't sprinkle any crack on anybody so i mean just don't may have we don't know yet we i mean this nigga was a drug dealer all this time and the police was letting him testify in a case against the police and nobody looked into it nobody that, that's what i'm saying you know? i don't know you know what they told me to refrain from speculating and you know what guys i'm gonna go ahead and refrain from speculating okay i'm just sometimes niggas drive four and a half hours to make drug dealer drug deals end up killing somebody drop off the dude at the hospital then drop off the money and the evidence at at one of their apartments and uh flee town yeah i think a crime was committed but you know i'm just speculating though i i don't well we said not to speculate karen so please stop okay. that man don't tell me what to do mm, okay all right uh uh let's see what else is there to talk about um a north carolina state professor suspended for allegedly saying women are useless during a class lecture <laughs> professor at north carolina state university was spending out the students in the class alleged he said women are useless uh at nc state would take pride thought in that was okay thought, thought that was okay female faculty female students thought, okay okay uh nc state put out a, a statement and said he was immediately suspended um so yeah apparently called on a female student to answer a question she could not correctly answer the question he said well the women are useless today so maybe i should ask a man 
another student then stood up and called davis out for his comment right and he said obviously women are not useless if they were useless we wouldn't exist as a species so i mean it's a joke try to find the humorous side Mm-mm. <laughs> his tag on that joke was i mean a little that was almost worse than the original joke because basically like if it wasn't for us being able to impregnate women i mean we wouldn't even exist so mm-hmm. obviously you're not useless we can fuck you ha <laughs> lighten up bitch <laughs> hey I'm, 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 I'm working over here i'm over here now don't forget to tip your waitresses i'll be here all night folks but a boom you smoked a cigarette like this over his head right. <laughs> i get paid regardless bitches hickory dickory duck oh <laughs> i'm on fire over here <laughs> yes i am <laughs> additionally he reportedly asked a female student if she was dropped on your head as a baby by your mother he must have just saw the joker uh north carolina state spokesman mick kalakowski told the news and observer that the university advised students to report the incident to the bias impact response team so he got suspended Mm-hmm. the fuck was he thinking i don't know this motherfucker didn't give a fuck <laughs> he must have been like man fuck this job man i don't even mm-hmm. feel like working let that do from saturday night live mm-hmm. <laughs> i live off my privilege <laughs> damn man that's <laughs> how well did he think that was gonna go he almost got that tenure man that's gotta be what it is he's like you know what i got tenure and uh today's the day okay let a woman answer a question wrong and see what's gonna happen out here okay uh karen have you heard about uh the the contest where they make wedding dresses out of toilet paper no why would you do that that's a good question karen but i mean why do we do any any contest why do uh teams up in bikinis and uh and dress and gowns and uh you know get judged for miss america miss teen america why do uh you know like why do anything why play football well they did it because they can karen that's true but uh okay all right all right i'll let you finish the story Mm. did they make the toilet paper hard brides can spend upwards of thousands of dollars on their dream wedding dresses they also might look like look for fabric all over the world however those who competed in the 15th annual toilet paper wedding dress competition in oh, new york city everybody white oh is that what you think i'm assuming so that's interesting that you would say Did that. That, i mean I'm, i hope everybody you know got some good ply going on there mm-hmm. or else it's gonna be a very shitty situation <laughs> oh, okay I, I see what you did there um oh i'm sorry i didn't have the music queued up <laughs> we talk about toilet paper you know the drugs is gonna come who they were gonna flow you wouldn't be able to stop them <laughs> um all right well you totally flush oh. this segment down the toilet <laughs> uh, and now spotify is moving slow won't won't play the clip so I can't get my music. It'll cut us off in about 35 seconds. (laughs) Didn't even start the right place. (laughs) So we got that going, guys. That's the kind of show it's going to be today. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) It didn't do right just like that toilet paper didn't do somebody right. 
uh brides can spend over a thousand dollars on their dream wedding dresses they also look uh might look for fabric all over the world however they those who compete in the 15th annual toilet paper wedding dress competition in new york city could purchase their fabric in the toilet paper aisle at walmart tlc aired the finale of the show so it's a it's a tv show holy shit yeah toilet paper wedding dress challenge last night 1500 entries were whittled down to top 10 the winning entry was a crocheted wedding dress from a woman in south carolina it was made by mimosa hoska who she used 48 rolls of quilted northern plus for the creation it took her more than 400 hours to sew she received a ten thousand dollar prize the event was presented by charm weddings and quilted northern and includes judges uh from the television show say yes to the dress atlanta and fashion editor marie claire magazine Ooh, how do you Ooh, how do you crochet toilet paper i don't i don't know the process i mean i didn't even know it was a whole last tv show dedicated Me to this either. and uh <clears throat> i had saw it uh on the local news the other day they were talking and um the women i saw trying on the dresses was black now i don't know if those are the brides or just the models and if that's a traditional thing but all the women i saw trying on the dresses was black and the toilet paper dresses so i don't know the rules on that neither um i tried to bring them on screen but it's just moving too slow and acting stupid uh okay is it gonna play or not this time uh but yeah um there's an interesting i mean i would say it's saving it's not really saving the environment or anything though mm-hmm. cause, cause it's really you know I guess it just is recyclable <laughs> yeah I guess you could wear it and then mm-hmm. instead of having it forever you can just like go to the bathroom with it mm-hmm. I gave my wedding dress we got a toilet paper I just need to go ahead and pitch off a loaf real quick um I mean it would be that you know um could it be biodegradable I mean what happens if it That's rains true. I mean I have a lot yeah, of questions me too that's why I'm like um is it like toilet tissue that you manipulate it somehow to make it hard you know it's like i have so many questions you spray starch what is happening here yeah i definitely couldn't tell by looking at the dresses like if you would like you had to tell me it was made of toilet paper like when you see the dresses these dresses right here uh is it showing on the screen yes you know that's toilet paper oh my god that is gorgeous yeah like these are the dresses you can't tell i mean maybe maybe if they got wet you could tell or something but whatever and, they and did I, and i bet you they probably may have sprayed them with like waterproof material you know what i mean they had to have because other than that wouldn't make sense yeah glue or something and they yeah. got designs on them and yeah like, like they've done something to make the toilet paper stiff because and that's that's that makes sense because i was like to say you can't take no regular ass toilet paper and do all this shit with it yeah it's uh i mean what they did was Those pretty amazing are gorgeous one had a headband on with toilet paper yeah um so and like as you saw earlier it's all black models who they use i don't know i don't know if that's a rule no i don't know if that's a rule but the people that made them probably white <laughs> they might be so I i'm sticking to that story i wouldn't even say that though because i mean you gotta think crocheting and sewing are traditional black uh things especially in the south and when it came to south carolina um you know there's a lot of black women that quilt sew yes crochet all that type of stuff and that's a tradition that goes back i mean pat to slavery because correct who was the people having to sew all the shit in these white folks houses 
um <clears throat> many of them started businesses as seamstresses and stuff so mm-hmm. i could see a black person um being the person being uh talented enough to make those dresses and i don't know i could i could see some black people being in that uh which is why i didn't put it in white people news because <laughs> we really don't know who made the dresses y'all i'm just speculating uh all right let's see been doing a lot of that today even though that white man told me not to yeah no speculating karen what's going on <laughs> over there okay sometimes you drive you hop on uh, in the car with your boys and you say hey let's drive four and a half hours to kill a motherfucker in a parking lot over some drugs mm-hmm. uh, a very a person that just testified uh you know in a in a, in a pro- high profile case Mm. let's just do that yeah and sometimes you know what you say i want a wedding dress made out of four ply yeah mm-hmm. sometimes you just yeah hey, shit happens guys uh, all right uh, 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 uh <laughs> let's see what else um half of millennials and 75 percent of gen zers have quit jobs for mental health reasons i can see that an estimated 46.6 million u.s adults struggle with mental health mental illnesses such as anxiety disorder according to the national institute of mental health but you don't have to be clinically diagnosed with a mental illness to experience the symptoms and effects of stress and anxiety especially in the workplace for millennials specifically research uh suggests that money and work are the biggest factors contributing to their stress now a recent survey from mindshare partners a nonprofit that works with companies to improve mental health resources examines the effects that mental health issues can have on employees for the survey 1500 people aged 16 and older who are employed at a company with at least 11 employees answer questions online about their mental health the survey questions included how often they experience mental health symptoms for example sweating rapid heartbeat trembling upset stomach dizziness or fainting how it impacts their work and whether they felt like they have adequate mental health support and resources in their workplace according to the findings there which are published in harvard business review 60 percent of people have experienced symptoms of mental health issues in the past year further half a millennial defined uh, between 23 and 38 years old in this survey and 75 percent of gen z are 18 to 22 respondents have quit a job partially due to mental health reasons to put that in perspective only 20 percent of the total survey respondents reported doing the same so much higher for the younger people for baby boomers 55 to 73 years old the number was the lowest with less than 10 percent leaving a job for mental health related reasons i think that's partially because of the stigma uh you don't want to admit that you're having these problems so even if you're having mental health issues at your job and you're of that age leaving that job to you is failure and shame yeah and yeah. you're just supposed to go to work tough it out don't be a pussy deal with it don't be one of these hippie liberals or whatever you know whatever they say the, these young these young whippersnappers i'm i know how to tough it out uh i think also the older generation had a little bit less um resources at the time about mental health issues so you probably didn't even really register this as a mental health issue or work related you know oh i'm dealing with anxiety at this job well that's just what a job is uh you're supposed to feel anxiety yeah that's something about somebody brought up in the chat make a good point a lot of baby boobers they do take it out on their family and loved ones that's why you have a lot of men come home and they're gonna whoop everybody's ass in the house's ass <laughs> because they don't know how to deal with the shit going on at work right and then with the kids like mental health awareness is extremely more 
broad than it was when we that even when we were children and you know once you get to these older people when they were kids definitely is more well known now um self-care and stuff like this is encouraged now therapy is encouraged yeah things that wouldn't encourage before and also not that people didn't have debt years ago but now you're dealing with generations now graduated from college with 30 40 50 100 200 500 thousand dollars worth of debt i have this much debt now i'm going to a job they don't want to pay me or pay me but or pay me below what my fucking degree is and i'm expected to work this shitty ass job you know that i'm underpaid for deal with working in because that's the thing with me you talked kind of talked about this the other day jobs here in america they're designed uh for whoever's at the bottom of the the totem pole uh to take a lot of the pressure and, to, and just to deal with the shit it's like shit flows down and if you're at the bottom you you deal with the most shit you know you have jobs they want to micromanage they want to to deal with the currencies they want to everything is the worst thing in the world they constantly stressing you out you know and that that shit is real and uh a lot of companies and a lot of cultures and companies allow that and then wonder why you can't keep anybody or if you do keep anybody you're not getting the cream of the crop because anybody that does actually worth their salt or, or, or get to the point whatever like, i buy you myself they leave those fucking jobs yeah i think also um you're talking about people that um there's less of a stigma around the idea of i had to not do this because of my mental health now you know i just think that that's like and it's sad that the older generation looks down on the younger generation for this you fought so that these kids could have this right correct you know it's like when you see gay people that hate trans people and you're like you fought for like you're older and you fought this battle for the other people to not have to jump through the hoops you have and now you look at gay people today and you're like they have it easier than us and it's like well, but that's the point the, right that's kind of the point that means you did your job and hopefully the people after them have it even easier you know you're not supposed to want it to be hard for somebody else oh this nigga can come out the closet already like hopefully yeah you know as a black person like you know like it's like a video we looked at a long time ago there was those kids at school that were like this is the racism i'm dealing with at harvard or whatever and i'm like this racism what is it and it's they asked me was i from africa or they asked me uh you know uh did i get in on affirmative action and i'm like okay it's not sitting the back of the bus it's not uh you you know we're leaving uh we're, we're trying to burn your house down but your fight the fight you got and the fight y'all have is a bunch of microaggressive ass white folks gone and get them you know what i'm saying like i i'm gonna begrudge you because your shit isn't rosa parks my shit wasn't right. either like no it was not so i i kind of think that mm-hmm. um that could like there's a lot of people that look down on these kids for this but i think it's kind of dope and hopefully it changes the american workplace uh because it does need to change the worst the thing that happens i think that's gonna suck is these kids get older they get more money they get higher positions and more power do they turn into us or do they stay them i hope they stay them but power and money man the motherfucker get a manager position all of a sudden it's these lazy good for nothings i'm gonna rah beat down on them so i hope these kids like maintain that level of empathy for each other and they change workplace culture to where it's not just about gotcha who's to blame how do i get you in trouble how do how do i warn you and micromanage you and and look at every second of the clock 
yeah and also um i've slowly seen it <clears throat> over the years more jobs uh put like this most jobs when it comes to mental health more jobs are starting to address it little by little i wish they would do a lot better jobs a lot of jobs don't address it at all they be like that's your problem use the insurance and that's if the insurance even pays for therapy if the insurance even covers that shit a lot of times you have to come out of pocket or that's considered something outside of the realm of what the insurance covers you know so if let's say that's something i do want to get checked out you don't even offer me the opportunity to get this shit fixed so i can actually be a better employee for you um and it becomes very um frustrating to a lot of people that actually may know and may be aware and want to get help but don't have the tools themselves to do it yeah so then i so then if they leave the job that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. like i didn't know you had the tools here to deal with this uh underrepresented groups come across additional challenges in workplace by virtual race and ethnicity ethnicity whatever um like for example black and latinx respondents were 50 percent more likely to voluntarily leave a job and had higher rates of mental health symptoms than caucasian people Mm -hmm. which is something that people always go well black people um there's a stigma around mental health and we don't admit we have problems Mm. is there a stigma around in the black community or does nobody give a fuck if you black and you have mental health issues they don't care you know what i'm saying like which like i know both can be true but like is one more prevalent than the other because i feel like what's the point of me like it's almost like black people don't get the luxury Mm -mm. almost quote unquote to be broken it's how we treat opioid addiction versus crack and heroin addiction right it's like told like two totally different things with totally different responses so if a black person were to have some mental health issues anxiety i mean you're talking about us going into mostly white workforces white workplaces and and dealing with the the stuff from our co-workers dealing with bosses dealing with discrimination all this stuff in addition to just the task of doing the job and yeah you're probably gonna have some anxiety you may experience depression you may experience anger you know these are things you know that you you may have stress that that is more than just the normal stress of someone else um so i can understand that um so uh the type of industry where people play worked also played a role 55 percent of those who worked in tech said they had to volunteer they had voluntarily left a job because their mental health struggles however tech workers were also more likely to be open about talking about mental health with colleagues across the board mental health has an effect on people's performance at work in the survey 61 percent said their mental health impacts their productivity and 37 percent said their workplace environment contributed to their feelings greenwood says that at the bare minimum employers need to provide solid mental health benefits that employees feel comfortable using starting mental health employees resource groups can also help create a forum for like-minded people to identify each other in the workplace she has yeah because even in a lot of workplaces there's still a stigma you know for you if you decide to do this because people go oh is they crazy what's wrong with them you know people automatically put these things attack these things to you even if they're dealing with this shit themselves Mm -hmm. um because it's easier to call you crazy for actually trying to get help than to actually address the, the the bigger issue in the room yep so it's just something to think about man um all right uh what else do i feel like talking about uh matter of fact let's get into some fucking with black people guys i don't feel like talking about the rest of this news <laughs> um 
uh, it's not bad or anything it's just i don't care <laughs> the fuck it's not even playing the right songs oh, come on man <laughs> yeah with the points in the race we all we we you, you're wrapping the show up already spotify just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe makes you feel <laughs> fucked with from zero to a hundred and intervals twenty five. We score the shit and uh and sometimes it's your cars. And uh well, the Spotify does whatever it wants. Today the jukebox is like, you know what, fuck it. I had stopped twenty seconds ago. And the volume just did whatever the fucking volume wanted to do. So I don't know guys. But it is. End of the week for Spotify as well. <laughs> uh let's see white city council in majority black city quietly moves only voting location to police station how can you quietly do this i mean they do a lot of quiet shit in city council midnight meetings closed door sessions random votes on a tuesday uh so the rapidly gentrifying atlanta suburb known for banning sagging pants has outraged black residents while likely delighting the state's vote suppressing governor by announcing a decision to move the city's only polling location to the local police department on september 3rd the city's council of jonesboro polling place to the jonesboro police department angering residents and people who don't wear skinny jeans in a letter to city leaders and election officials the lawyers committee for civil rights under the law called the decision a clear voter suppression right because you know a lot of people aren't even going to go in there yep they're trying to get you not to vote also like the fact that you can go in there and they be like well why you're voting you right right do fit the description can you pull out your id and all types of other fuck shit uh since you're gonna be voting uh, i did notice your pants were sagging a little bit i'm gonna need you to go ahead and uh come on in here oh no no don't don't bother voting the criminals can't vote you're a criminal now um adding that the decision did not comply with the state's rules for notifying the public and violated laws barring election election officials from changing location. and that's why they didn't say nothing because they know people wouldn't prove it fuck them a lot barring election officials from changing location 60 days from before an election so they basically broke the law to this change was breaking the law city manager ricky clark said the polling place had to be moved for this year's municipal elections the existing precinct at the jonesboro firehouse museum is under construction for a redevelopment called the broad street project the chambers of the police department where the polling place will be located is the exact location where all the council meetings of the city of jonesboro take place which makes it the most comfortable and familiar location for residents of the city of jonesboro who will be coming to vote jonesboro city hall uh doesn't have enough space or pocket for election day but it will still be used for early voting uh clark rejected the claim that the city council's vote didn't comply with the law explaining the council's vote came 63 days prior to the november 5th election day on that matter clark seems to be correct the agenda and video for the meeting clearly showed the city council discussion decision during the september 3rd meeting for a grand total of one minute and 48 seconds including an eight second allowance for public discussion and in august 21st notice the city did notify residents that they could come and voice any objection to moving to polling place 
if you're wondering why citizens will be hesitant to vote at the new location you should know that the jonesboro police department has been dogged by allegations of police brutality and mistreatment for years which led to the resignation of the city's police chief in june 2018 in 2011 the city council made national headlines when it passed citywide ordinance declaring sag and pass an act of disorderly conduct although it is in metro atlanta's least affluent county it is rapidly gentrifying pushing many residents out of affordable housing so zero to a hundred dracaris dracaris okay i give it dracaris karen only gives it a hundred all right fuck them Mm -hmm. uh judge clears 21 year old's record after national outrage over 10-day jail sentence for oversleeping for jury duty i know that he has been totally rehabilitated 21-year-old DeAndre Somerville, who spent 10 days in a Florida jail after oversleeping and missing jury duty, has had his sentence vacated after a judge said that he has been totally rehabilitated. Somerville of West Palm Beach was originally sentenced to 10 days in jail, a year of probation, 150 hours of community service, a written apology of all, at least 100 words, and $233 in fees, according to court records. What? He was chosen as a jury in August for a civil trial in Florida. Court rec- uh, court officials said Somerville's absence set the docket back 45 minutes. Somerville's story sparked outrage on social media, being that he did not have a criminal record and the punishment didn't seem fitting for the crime, with many people saying that Judge John Castronakis was uh, abusing his power. The judge found Somerville in contempt of court last month after he missed a civil trial and didn't call the court to explain what happened. Then, Castronaquez released an order that he sentenced Somerville to probation as a lesson to others to take serving on the jury more serious. But, the judge has now had a change of heart and has vacated the contempt of court, the contempt finding and rescinded the sentence of probation. Before my hearing, I walked into the court a free man with no criminal record, Somerville said, in court on friday i left the criminal in handcuffs somerville read his apology letter to the judge saying this is an immature decision that i made and i paid the price for my for my freedom uh the judge said that he was extremely impressed with the young man's family support and changing character the apology letter read by mr somerville was moving sincere and heartfelt uh he said uh, i know he has been totally rehabilitated in an interview with wptv somerville said tuesday i'm just glad that he did have a change of heart he really knows the real me and he sees that i'm not a bad kid i'm just someone who made a bad mistake uh by the way the judge's reasoning for why this kid specifically need to go to jail for being uh for oversleeping his jury duty was that uh he represents an important cross-section of the community which is black people he was the only black person on the jury so him missing that was you know meant that there would be no black voice on the jury so he said he should go to jail for 10 days to make an example to which i say you're saying the system is so unfair there's not enough black representation in the system in the jury so let's put a black kid in jail the reasoning sounds like if there if he was a white kid they would have said well no 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 no. it's okay you can you don't get in as much trouble there's plenty of white people but there's not enough black people so you're getting in super trouble that then that isn't that what the reasoning essentially is anyway zero to 100 karen 100 
yeah dracar's for me uh karen's coming in very low this today with the hundreds so. oh, my bad mm-mm, mm-mm, no it's cool some of us care about black people more than others <laughs> uh i say dracar's um let's see uh two white men indicted after allegedly claiming to be black or native american to take funds intent for minority biz- owned businesses <laughs> oh man come on (laughs) oh government agencies in almost every state are reeling after the la times dropped a huge story detailing how white men in almost every state have been awarded million dollar contracts from programs designed to promote minority owned businesses through these tactics companies have been able to rake in more than 300 million dollars moreover the la times admitted that the figure is almost certainly significantly higher than 300 million mm-hmm. while the la times report primarily focuses on white men who had either dubious claims of native american heritage or claims to be part of a tribe that's not officially recognized other news outlets that reported on fronting screen schemes where white men use a minority figurehead to secure millions in grants just last week patrick michael dingle and matthew torgerson were indicted for allegedly stealing 346 million through government programs designed to steer work to business on businesses owned by native americans or black people dingle torgerson and mcpherson allegedly used stefan ziegler an african-american service disabled veteran as a nominal owner of zeeson construction company headquartered in north kansas city missouri in reality the indictment says dingle managed and controlled the daily operations of zeeson construction company and dingle torgerson and mcpherson controlled the long-term decision making for zeeson construction company the department of justice said in a statement on thursday uh yes that's that that's i'm very upset for mm-hmm. the simple fact that black brown people black people and native americans literally got turned down for this shit like so people didn't get the money that they deserved because y'all took it because y'all fucking mediocre and couldn't get it no other way you thought this was the only way you're white yeah possibly the other thing i used to know a guy in construction that said like for the minority contracts sometimes there wouldn't be minority owned like companies that could do the work like sometimes the government like they have to allocate a certain amount so they will either give it to somebody that couldn't do the job or there just wouldn't be enough applicants to do the job or something like that um my understanding then is what happens to that work because it's not like they don't well i guess we don't need a bridge like i'm sure someone gets that work correct um so are you like are white people gaming the system to get an advantage really over other white people like well look we will put in a bid and say black people like they might not even be beating out other black people they might just be trying to keep this work from going to the market of other white people okay. to be bid on and anyway the, i only know that because i knew someone in that oh industry. okay but the, and and that's still fucked up but is anybody ever is anybody gonna address the reason why you don't have enough applicants for these positions and stuff right like right right and no, don't nobody want to address that people go well, well niggas can't just do the job and you're like well shit there, there's a reason behind that well not just that but i mean you know you have to think about it this way too there's a lot of hurdles in america to becoming a person that not just owns a business runs a business but a business capable of doing millions of dollars of construction work correct and you have to be you know and you have to black native american whatever so it's not that none of these businesses exist 
many of them can exist but maybe they don't uh they've already taken on a lot of projects or you know they don't want this guy something else happening like but the government dedicates part of just their budget to we're going to be doing this work with minority contractors um the problem once again i said is i think when those filter through the system and there's no one bidding on them there's no black people brown people eligible my understanding is that that goes to everybody at large and then any company can bid on it well, that makes my sense. guess would be i bet you these companies think they're getting a leg up on a competition by being like well in that moment before okay it, it goes to everyone right we're gonna try to scoop up this work by claiming some sort of minority status or having a minority figurehead it's still fucked up but yes, yeah it's, I, I mean yes yeah, just as fucked up either way to me it's not you know so even if there's no black business being quote unquote harmed well theory is harm you know uh the fact that there's a black guy involved in this scheme regardless of which method they use these schemes were extraordinarily lucrative and in many cases were tied to corrupt government officials the brother-in-law republican house minority leader kevin mccarthy william wages said that he's one eighth cherokee however the la times looked through genealogy records and found that all his relatives were white dating back to 1850 <laughs> They was like, you want us to go further? We went back to 1850, my nigga. Tried to pull a Elizabeth Warren. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't that some shit. Um, he must got that good hair. Real good hair. Uh, wages claimed to be part of the Northern Cherokee Nation, which is not a real group. He made oh. more than $7 million through his company. However, once the LA Times report came out, his company refused to recertify under California's minority business program. I know they did. Oh, now that we're caught, guys, I we think, get, uh, I think we, we're going to be white again. Since the LA Times story came out, the municipal and state governments have started revoking the contracts of companies mm-hmm. that were owned by white men posing as Native Americans or fronted by someone from a non-white race. Right. Rebecca Nagel, a Cherokee Nation community organizer, told the LA Times that the scams are damaging on multiple levels. They kept actual minority-owned businesses from accessing vital funds and contracts that kept them afloat while giving them their white competitors a sizable advantage through lucrative no-bid deals. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Mm. The, build, the bids are no they're no bid deal so when the government allocates this money normally when it's just open to every contractor they're like okay bid for this deal we want to make a bridge and people submit we can make a bridge for 17 million i can make a bridge for 16 million you know and then they judge that right when it's the uh the minority contracts they're like here's 20 million dollars to build a bridge okay and so then they so then you know and it's going to someone brown okay black or brown for them to come in and try to take this work means that they get more money mm, than if people were bidding and they on don't it. have to bid yeah because people bidding on it people gonna kind of underbid each other right. just for the fact that to say that they right. built the bridge and yeah right. namesake and yeah. the other thing is that you have to throw in here how many black people don't get into the industry specifically because they're like there's no room there like i want i'd love to get a 20 million a chance for to build a bridge for 20 million dollars but it ain't gonna happen uh because someone's already doing all that work and then you find out oh it's just a white man right you know it's just justin trudeau in some jeans with a jerry curl and he's getting all the work come on um it's taking these those resources not just from our community but from our communities of color she said it's really problematic karen zero to jacaris oh 100 all right once again i'll have to be the one to to really step up and say your cars 
because i actually do care about our our people guys i care too uh you care you care to a point okay we know you never give your cards <laughs> um oprah donates 13 million dollars to morehouse college let's do it oprah so shout out to oprah um mm-hmm. Uh, I saw somebody be like, I wish she would have gave it to some, uh, a college that was doing not as good or something. Then another time she gave some money to United Negro College Fund, like a week ago or something. And there people. She did some here in Charlotte? There was like, I don't know what, what, what's she doing in Charlotte? Didn't she do a thing for the UN, the, um, the HBCUs here in North Carolina? I you brought this up. I think you should have to give me the details. I'm sorry. I'm Since you're over look. there freestyling. I'm, not go ahead and handle the play. No, you finish. You finish talking. I go Google okay. it. I'm not going crazy. She did something. Else. I didn't say you're going crazy. I just want to know the details. You you, you asked me like I know. I, oh, I've okay. never heard of that. That's not. Oh, okay, my bad. So I, I'm asking if 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 you know, then you can give me the details. I'll add it to the story. Uh, during the celebration, she shocked the audience after announcing. It was at Tyler Perry's uh, history making production studio uh, celebration. She shocked the audience by announcing she will make another thirteen million dollar donation to uh, to Morehouse College. That's where she uh, it's the it's the thirtieth anniversary of the Oprah Scholars Program. There, she donated one million to the school during commencement ceremonies and started the Oprah throughout her career is unparalleled. Her consistent efforts have inspired many others to do the same. But paying it for Morehouse College has received a lot of public attention since the billionaire Robert Smith donated thirty four million to the school's entire twenty nineteen graduating class to pay off their student loan debt. So, oh, okay, them. yeah, oh, okay. So, th- so in Charlotte is when she announced the one million dollars uh, for the United Negro College Fund. Okay, okay yeah i saw people being like that ain't enough i'm like well nigga that's as much lot. as oprah has done for motherfucking people like get the fuck out of here y'all niggas always pocket watching somebody damn right. right and and i and and my thing is this a it ain't your money and b you know it's real easy for to tell somebody else what to do with their money you know uh because guess what if if let's say you do give somebody could look at you and say what you giving ain't enough i don't get into that pocket watching man it's stupid this is so stupid and it's always it's never enough it's just based on you it's never enough uh judge says she couldn't oh wait zero to a hundred oh zero yeah zero talking about oprah giving money zero zero to me as well judge says she couldn't refuse amber geiger a hug at sentencing the judge in amber geiger's murder trial said she couldn't refuse geiger a hug i've been waiting for this to come out by the way because i was like i don't know what the fuck that was i'd love to hear an explanation before going in there's been an enormous amount of emotion felt nationwide in regards to the death and trial of both um john geiger his killer was sentenced to just 10 years of prison following the sentencing judge tammy kemp was seen sharing a hug with geiger as well as volunteering a bible to the former dallas police officer the hug made headlines and kemp received much backlash but now she's speaking out against the naysayers following my own convictions i could not refuse that woman a hug i would not uh so did geiger ask her for the hug what do you mean refuse like how is that even a situation that you were in uh and i don't understand the anger she said this is the first she said this is the first time she'd ever given a defendant a bible because geiger didn't have one well nigga they're giving them away free at the la quinta okay right they're in the dresser drawer the top left right corner since the controversial hug a complaint was filed against the judge over her gesture saying it was it amounted to 
uh proselytizing uh yeah i think that that suit was filed by or not suit that complaint was filed by like some like the freedom from religion people and i agree you know what i do too you keep that shit out of the fucking courtroom you're at work nah my nigga you're at work i understand that you know you swear on a bible or whatever fucking thing you but nah you can't this is not okay it violates a vital constitutional principle for a sitting judge to promote personal religious beliefs while acting in her official capacity the freedom from religion foundation argued in this complaint to the texas state commission of on judicial conduct she was in a government courtroom dressed in a judicial robe with all of the imprimatur 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 of the state including armed law enforcement officers preaching to someone who was quite literally a captive audience and even instructing her on which bible verses to read the filing stated kim says she acted appropriately during the proceedings coordinated ap she and geiger changed for the better during the trial she said geiger changed for the better during the trial she asked me if i thought that god could forgive her and i said yes god can forgive you and has if she wanted to she said if she wanted to start with the bible i don't want her to go back to jail and to sink into doubt and self-pity and become bitter because she still has a lot of life ahead of her following her sentence and i would hope that she can live purposely geiger will be eligible for parole in five years yeah see the only thing i was really willing to accept from this woman is if she was gonna say uh i hug everybody and give them a bible after i sentence their ass to jail other than that i i don't know what the fuck that was and i i I don't know if i'm more upset by the fact that she did that for this like racist murderer woman or that we know that we're not seen as black people in these courtrooms as human beings entitled to empathy and love and compassion in this way i don't know which bothered me more i don't you know what i mean like (laughs) uh it feels like this white woman is forgiven and we as black people in this country are fucking guilty and unforgiving just for being brown and born for fucking breathing the white man's air in america we're already uh seen as a, a fucking sin on this country and then to see how compassionate the system could be most of most of the reason that you know and, and i'm not even saying it in a funny way but like most of the reason that black people are the main people talking about prison abolition and shit is because we understand that the system that is constructed right now is one that treats us as if there is no value to a person who has committed a criminal act right and so to see a system halt grind to a halt to stop the wheels and say let us have compassion on every level from the jury to the family to the 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 judge to the bailiff who straightened her hair to see the media to see that system once again show well we are capable of compassion we only don't have it for you is infuriating on some level that's why like i said i don't i think dunking on that family you can do it if you want i i don't support that i think Mm -hmm. i think that's 
completely different than what the judge and the bailiff did agreed um and that my cynical part of me believes this judge might have done this simply because this is a police officer and i need the police i was endorsed by the police union i think the the i, I don't want, i think the police chief is also a black woman don't you know i may have that wrong i know there's a picture of her in some capacity with a black woman who it was representing her in the police so i i just everything about this shit is just infuriating you know i'm reading this book right now called locking up our own by abe froman and it's talking about washington dc and washington dc is you know my entire life a black city chocolate city even and it talks about mass incarceration in dc under the black people who 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 work there like the black black people were in charge during this era where we locked up all these people right it was uh you know during the nixon administration you go oh yeah nixon they you know law and order lock up the black people you know people forget heroin was the original crack that was a you know ravaged neighborhoods crime rates skyrocketed black people were uh victims of of crime uh intraracially at a a very high rate um and many of us were you know at that time like back then black people were desperate to have something done about it and part of the solution to that they thought was scare these motherfuckers off of the drugs you know you got people can return it from vietnam hooked on heroin and shit like can't get a job you got people robbing raping killing violence like all kinds of violence happening within in uh black communities um and it did and class couldn't protect you this wasn't just oh these poor blacks like you could be rich and get your shit ran up in just like anybody else um and the solutions that were sought were law enforcement solutions in a lot of cases you know people saying because the black communities were over police or under police at the same fucking time it's you know police stopping us for walking down the street doing nothing but at the same time a fucking person gets shot and then 911 don't show up for an hour so it's like we're catching it on both sides right and so you would think black people in charge now the system gets fixed right now this thing uh we find some compassionate ways to fix it and like the chapter i'm reading i just finished like there was a white dude who went to howard he graduated he became a lawyer he worked pro bono he was like a civil rights person he worked with martin luther king like he was like the you know woke uh white dude ally and he wanted to decriminalize depenalize not even decriminalize he wanted to depenalize weed right he wanted to say listen guys um we should not be throwing motherfuckers in jail for weed a lot of these are black kids they're young it's sticking with them forever and they're getting criminal records and it's gonna fuck up their whole lives and he went before this all black city council all there was a big black big meeting at the black city council and shit and he's just like i got science i got research i got evidence i got everything showing y'all it's not a gateway drug it's not gonna impair judgment to the point where people become demotivated it's not gonna turn like it's not a it's not heroin people don't rob people don't get violent you know he had everything set up right this white man this white man and black people was like fuck out of here and you would think oh because they were all coons right they making money they don't care about black people they politicians no they cared about the community and in many ways the reason that they 
sort of fed these people into the system was either for a deterrent hey we we can't let the kids do weed because then they're gonna go back to heroin and it's gonna be fucked up all over again um they or or well if we penalize them for this then they won't graduate to other stuff or they will just won't do it in the first place you know which is very unreasonable we all know now like right. kids gonna do drugs doesn't matter what you are uh there was also some circular logic of well we know the system punishes black kids for doing drugs much harshly white kids can afford to mess up and you know we see evidence of this all the time the cases are thrown out uh before it even gets to trial like it's oh you're white you did some drugs get out of here buddy don't do it again all right um but black kids you know you go straight to juvie or whatever you go to jail so um so all this stuff was going on at the same time and then these arguments like well black kids don't have to ruin the fuck up because they get in trouble they're gonna go to jail and it's gonna fuck up the rest of their lives unlike white kids so that's why we can't decriminalize it yeah except we're part of the reason it's fucking their lives up is because it's criminalized so heavily right so they just he wanted they he didn't even want to legalize it he just wanted the shit to be a fine and a misdemeanor something that goes off your record doesn't leave you where you can't get a house can't get a job can't get in college can't go to school can't get a loan can't get a loan like he just wanted to to, to this white man he's and, he, and this is 1970 or so so like he's seeing the writing on the wall for what's gonna happen and like he watched marijuana crime rate and arrest go up 900 percent in like six or seven years like this was becoming the 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 thing that the police were doing targeting black kids you see four black boys in a fucking car you stop it if there's a marijuana joint in the fucking ashtray all four of y'all get in possession all four of y'all and the thing is they were like well not all these people are going to jail they're just getting this felony and a fine it's, well nigga a felony and a fine is enough to fuck up your life come on you know and so there was those arguments there was then of course the preacher religious argument you know that's one of the reasons i didn't say anything about both on john and that hug and black religion and shit is because i think black religion has fucked us up in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't stop at just that fucking hug Mm -hmm. there's a lot more shit that i think gets a pass because it started in the black church and i respect the black church as a meeting place and a a community hub for the civil rights movement and all that shit but uh the the vestiges of that shit has fucked a lot of people up and a lot of things up and if we would let that shit go as black people we may find ourselves in a better place but i'm not going but i also understand there's good christians and all that shit so i i temper my criticism of that kind of stuff i'm not here to piss everybody off but the truth is you know homophobia misogyny um you know a lot of abuse and stuff like that is wrapped up in that shit Mm -hmm. forgiveness being probably the least of the offenses in my opinion with what the black church has devolved into for for a lot of our uh people like that might be the least of the shit that might be the nicest thing about churches that you might get forgiven from something but some of this shit is terrible y'all anyway let me stop that's my point i was about to go in um all that to say like and then the last argument was this very like pro-militant argument where there was this black dude who was like uh he worked with stokely carmichael back in the day like he was super pro black and to the point where like they saw black drug dealers as an 
extremity of white supremacy within our neighborhoods they saw black black drug dealers as race traders okay there wasn't all this compassion there wasn't all this understanding and empathy there was you know like nigga you betrayed the race with this bullshit you out here selling the white man's poison to our black people there's nothing to be glorified about this you fuck your rap fuck all that shit this is fucking us up and they were on site with drug dealers they were like if the cops won't come don't worry about calling the cops call us we will come and fuck that nigga up you see somebody selling drugs let us know what street will be there and they they would do that they would roll up on somebody you get one chance to quit dealing drugs after that they would either whoop your ass or call the cops sometimes probably both i don't know but the cops even called him a great informant because he was so sure that this was pro-blackness cleaning up the neighborhood getting these drug dealers off the street and away from these kids because you know crime was rampant like the the rates of crime was were, were so ridiculous at the time people were looking for any solution and all that to say this white man tells everybody hey this is going to lead to mass incarceration recidivism uh criminalization of an entire community of black boys and men this will fuck you up for gender fucking rations five six generations we and, still and we never we're never, we'll never re- you'll recover. never recover from this we'll never recover I'll- this is washington dc black politicians black mayor black city council black police and they said fuck that man we're 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 criminalizing it anyway now that's not the be all end all to everything wrong with the system obviously you know they were hoping you know to get these people some help and stuff um what matter of fact that militant dude i was telling you about he didn't even fucking like methadone clinics like the methadone was a way to get people off of heroin and he was like y'all not trying to wean them all the way off of heroin so y'all just using a government controlled version of heroin to get these people addicted to that shit so i'm not even with that like he was that quote-unquote woke about it like like you know like he saw the big bigger game these were not coons is my point no they were not so what i'm trying to say here is even within this judge who hugs amber geiger i'm not even calling her a coon or some shit like that i she may think this is what is best and maybe she might be right that a person should be able to commit a crime and still be considered a human being that has a chance of being rehabilitated my question is why did you only come out of the booth for her why is she the first and that's some shit that make you think so yeah jacars jacars to that whole situation like that hug bothered me from 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 fucking day one but i think it took me a while to be able to articulate everything around it but um you know and this is why i keep reading these books and shit and someone's gonna ask on twitter right now what book was it again i think it's called locking up our own by abe froman uh so uh, a-b-e-f-r-o-m-a-n i think that's his name so uh if y'all want to read that y'all can check it out but yeah i that that's what it just reminded me of is the sympathy and empathy for not us all the time not us 
uh karen what would you score it yeah for her she gets a hundred you're on the clock you you're you're dressed up and all your pay your familiar for your job and your job is to sit your ass behind that bench once you step off that bench and put on your regular civilian clothes whole nother story you know she'd have met her on the street and hugged up different scenario but you were on the clock nah nah yeah. that shit bothered me way more than that kid agree not trying to find y'all i'm not trying to find i don't give a fuck about that kid that you know I'm, and i don't mean that in a bad way mm-hmm. but he has the right to do whatever he wants to do and to the and, and to the day i die people are just projecting people are angry and they're mad and they have the right to be and i understand but you're projecting your feelings onto a child that has the rights and the choice and decisions to make their own choice so if he felt like that's what he wanted to do he can do that you know uh regardless if he felt pressured to or regardless if it's something he opted to on his own choice you know um but that judge that's a grown-ass woman yeah he was 19 he might regret that shit in 20 years i don't know right a lot of people believe stuff in 19 they don't always deal with you know later till later in their life i don't know what i don't know i just know a grown-ass woman judge who could have just as easily called that woman back to her private chambers and done that same thing without the cameras there i I, don't, I just don't trust it it just doesn't look right it and the like fact that spectacle. you felt like you needed to express that publicly makes me wonder where the fuck is that for everybody like you need to become the hugging bible passing out judge then i want every fucking case i don't give a fuck who's in the room like that's ridiculous <sighs> all right um one more wake school investigate wake schools investigate after black student uncovers classmates racist group chat uh <laughs> oh man we stand a uh investigative legend okay uh i see you boo okay going in them group chats and figure out what the white folks is out here um out here doing okay i don't blame you <laughs> she was like oh they being racist in the group chat yes y'all don't know i'm a secret member let me log into my account at uh ku klux crafty come on password make america great again <laughs> i'll send the i'll send the batman signal out <laughs> hey guys we still burning that cross at the school um yeah that's amazing uh wendell north carolina uh i don't know how you pronounce this if it's Senea edwards or or almost probably pronounced like an s the way it's spelled Senea's edwards people oh wait i can play the article today reinstall floors tomorrow i can play i'm actually gonna play the article okay for you guys i'll see if i can put it on screen you know the shit will start moving slow no problem uh but yeah um i can't wait to see what she says about it because i love a good catching a racist in action story to catch a racist mm-hmm. to catch a racist that would have that's what my man uh should have did next uh instead of to catch a predator to catch a racist uh have a seat over here we have your we have your text uh chain and uh 
are you uh trump forever maga number seven are you um i just have a few questions oh so you did bring your robe mm-hmm. i see you brought your robe have a seat over there i see you have a rope <laughs> would you like some arnold palmer's okay okay oh okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know ways white people eat mm-hmm. do you like some uncured ham i don't i don't know what they eat mm-hmm. i see your screen name is kkk 6049 <laughs> today yeah, Tisha, it's Kanaya Pope Edwards' first year over at Eastway oh, High Kanaya, School. And okay. this is not the way the 14-year-old imagined she'd start the school year, faced with some pretty vile racism on a group chat among her classmates. Kanaya, though, faced it head-on, determined to fight hate with heart. When Kanaya's English teacher assigned everyone in class to write a speech... I have a dream that everyone would be equal and be treated equally. She wrote her own version of I Have a Dream, still feeling the emotional trauma of the text messages posted by her classmates a few days before. It started when one of Sanaya's white friends at East Wake High told her a group of students had created a group chat and the thread had taken an ugly, racist turn. I was like, hey, add me to it because I wanted to see what they were talking about and I wanted to have proof that they were talking about it. Sanaya changed her avatar to a white... First of all, shout out to allies. For, for for spilling the tea on the other whites we need race traders okay we always hiring all right come on <laughs> uh you know everybody in this class racist except me right oh uh, and come on come on to the group chat i'm gonna show you mm-hmm. don't don't take that from her oh man that's beautiful oh wait let me uh try right face and when she was allowed to access the group chat she says she was horrified messages like pulling triggers and shooting n-words kill n-word babies one person writing hashtag bring slavery back another person debates whether their screen name should be black slayer and when sanaya calls out her classmates for the racist talk one person replies with this cartoon meme a penguin with a gun the words shut up n-word it's very scary Shania's mom, an army recruiter who often works at East Wake High, first feared for her daughter's safety. It made me feel uncomfortable because I'm not sure what my child is up against. We're getting text messages and phone calls from her being upset while she should be studying in her honors English class about kids that are laughing because they think using this word or saying that they're going to kill um, black kids and um, if it ain't white, it ain't right. If it ain't white, burn it. It made me feel very offended. And to find out who the person was that made the group chat, I was really shocked. Um, she reached out to the principal, um, and we were supposed to hear something back by Tuesday this week. And when mom and dad didn't hear back Tuesday from East Wake administrators about their concerns, we reached out to the district, who told us the principal is still investigating. It appears that most of the students are from Johnston County, which means the investigation is more complex. Community advocate Kerwin Pittman says no time to wait. They should really take this seriously, because if this is just ruling amongst one popular group in the high school, imagine what's going on in the rest of the high school. I'm going to allow my daughter to be hurt. My daughter's not going to be quiet. So again, when I say I have a dream, it's more like my vision. So mom and dad say East Wake's principal did reach out to them today and said there really wasn't much that the school could do here because none of the threats were specific or imminent. Wake school officials did mention uh, that possibility that many of the students on that group chat were from Johnston County Schools. So we reached out to Joko on this as well. Uh, They told us we are aware and looking into the matter. imagine if for a second if there was black text chain and they said kill whites kill whiteies kill white babies 
uh fbi would have been beating down to everybody right in that group it wouldn't have been no motherfucking uh well was uh there's no specific threat so we just uh can't look into that one um yeah get the fuck out of here man anyway zero to a hundred oh that's a 100 i give it cars as well my favorite part is i her dream speech was what she unveiled everything i have a dream that y'all niggas talking shit in that group chat was what say names bitch what's up i'm like oh also i did feel even more fucked with by the fact that her parents were like um you know she's supposed to be studying right now and this is what she doing instead of that because you know this shit is racist and we black and it's hard to ignore that shit so yep um but i'm glad she caught the motherfuckers mm-hmm. um oh boy Mm-mm-mm. i wish that baby number safety same same uh all right let's do some uh do some white people news guys let's do it um uh, let me see if i can find uh some white people music got us some seasoned bops no i've been playing the seasoned bops lately and today is no different i found us a song to put some seasoning on it so uh let me uh put it on the screen so you guys can see it but uh you know go ahead and uh get ready get your forks out (laughs) it's time to sprinkle some old bay on these uh shrimp all right um all right all right is it playing i think it's trying to play yeah i see it spinning all right off top i have to notice the band is white mm-hmm. okay so the band is like one asian dude two white guys all right give it a chance though like it but i don't like it better than the original i feel like she didn't put she ain't making her own man 
I needed her to like really go in, and I feel like we didn't get that this time, guys. No, I feel cheated. All right, I'll mm-hmm. see if I find another one. Let's see. Uh, this is from Georgia Smith, and it's a cover of a vet, an artist that many people don't fuck with no more. Ever since that BBC Radio One. she's kind of one of them like newfangled r&b people okay you know them, yeah. them like yeah. half singing half talking ass yeah. okay okay i'm like but you ain't really she ain't really put no stank on it Mm-mm. well that's it for today i'm not gonna play all of them and i did not like either one really me either and it's sad when the white people outdo us but it happens guys and you see it here live all right Come so on. next time you're calling white people untalented and all this shit remember that uh some of us sometimes let us down all right <laughs> i really didn't want that to happen but me either we all just experienced that together um <laughs> it's bad when you like damn i want to listen to the just timberlake version right uh kanye the west same thing i was like oh i want to listen to the original hall of notes kanye west defends giving president trump support again that's right we got to talk about that's y'all man white people's favorite donald trump and the things he's doing in america right now that are ruining the world trump ordered to turn over eight years of tax returns after the judge says he has no immunity from criminal prosecution or investigation or something yeah uh i'm gonna skip ahead a few weeks uh, on this one guys he ain't gonna cooperate no he's not <laughs> no what this, the fuck the ruling says they put this motherfucker in charge because he is gonna be the nigger president they thought obama was come on donald trump pulls military from northern before turkish invasion betrays syria <sighs> that's what he do that's what he do you don't give a fuck about no isis or them people dying mm-hmm. you don't give a fuck about that shit the mother brown people 
no i feel fuck him fuck him and lastly white house tells pelosi it will not cooperate with impeachment probe what i believe it karen you he not gonna cooperate but all twitter told me that's all we need to do karen well they, they lied yeah and it's the supporters don't give a fuck you know they sitting around i say good they don't give a fuck um all right white people news time let's get some lighter whiter news guys all right oh wait damn this is trash too ellen degeneres stands up to twitter mob defends appearing with friend george w bush oh there was a lot said about this on social media today i'm glad i missed all of that i couldn't miss it karen it was everywhere and you know what i have to say about it i don't give a fuck i don't okay okay I thought ellen I been doing one. the same shit for years don't care once a year she have a controversial moment of super whiteness and forgiveness and i've decided i don't have to care i don't mm-hmm. watch her show i don't follow her twitter i'm not her targeted audience i I don't give a fuck about this lady i know that she is a super big like popular huge platform person if you want to call it dangerous i'm not gonna disagree with you at all Mm -mm. i just know i don't care about this white shit like just that's enough ellen it's enough for 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 me pretending to care about ellen i i can't do it i don't i can't i'm sorry it's too white uh let's see another white people news boy meets world star maitland ward says porn won't ruin her career uh yeah she's uh doing porn now mm. um at the age of 42 she's getting in the game which character did she play uh she played rachel mcguire in a 90s abc sitcom at king's road cafe she tells us porn is opening the door to a loads of new <laughs> opportunities <It is> loads. <laughs> that's a good one tmz maylin just appears in her uh just appeared in her first porno that premiered friday drive at age 42 and she Ooh, says she got in late in the game yeah i said that earlier and she says her debut bit has been met with tons of support from her former boy meets world cast members like trina mcgee instead of being shunned maitland says she's getting pats on the back on the butt uh from hollywood actresses who all tell her the same thing maitland says she gives no fucks about doing x triple x films because the porn allows her to be authentic as she puts it she's a sexual person she also we also gauge maitland's interest in a potential naughty version of boy meets world and she said uh it should be boy meets world m-e-a-t-e-s Mm, like the meats yeah like like arby's has the meats mm-hmm. um yeah well good for her man you know i i can't imagine uh uh maybe she the phone wasn't ringing for the regular job so fuck it why not you know like you know how they do they retire these uh actors in hollywood and you know 35 and shit so i can see her being like i'm do. good uh i guess uh trying to find i don't know why it just made her picture dark when i clicked on the article but you can kind of still make it out can y'all see it it's slowly coming up okay all right okay yeah yeah i mean she got that porn star 
that porn star look. look she does that look um maitland what's her name something ward okay i'll just try to put pictures on google but she kind of got that like you know fake titty red hair porn star look so i mean i can see her having a great career in the um in the game you know like this is what white people are into man um she could be big on the on on the white people porn scene uh and they could be jacking off for nostalgia's sake so yeah yeah oh so this used to be her on boy meets world oh. wow she looked totally different a completely different person it's crazy man wow that's it's a hell of transformation tuesdays okay transformation tuesdays so. or maybe it's transportation tuesdays she gonna be running them trains y'all oh. <laughs> uh so uh i i you know and then the other thing i think is so funny that her, uh, the people are cast are like go go you go girl but i'm like well would you do it too no, no i mean that's really more like for you you know what i'm saying like you do your thing i'm That's good right, you do your thing uh a man flew 4500 miles to surprise his father-in-law but as he jumped out of the bushes the wife's dad shot him <gasps> surprise i guess both of us were surprised yep <laughs> I, I shocked you almost gave you a heart attack you gave me a bullet surprise dad oops uh the sound effect wouldn't stop for a second so uh but yeah then he died he flew from Norway to gulf breeze and was hoping to surprise him uh he jumped out the bushes in the backyard then a shot and killed him <gasps> thinking he was an intruder Ooh. uh hey man some pretty quick research reflexes for an old man come on happy birthday by the way you just ruined my birthday for the rest of my life killing you for the rest of my life never gonna be able to sing happy birthday i think around the time i killed my son-in-law man i've heard of throwing people in the bushes but right now i gotta deal with my daughter and my daughter looking at me crazy about two hours before bergen arrived at dennis's house another relative had arrived at dennis's home and banged on the front door which startled dennis uh so he's just 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 a trigger happy guy yeah anyone could have caught it uh, the unnamed family member and dennis got into a verbal altercation and he ran the person off at 11 30 mr dennis hears the same type of banging on the back door that he heard on the front door earlier so he turns on the back porch light steps out mr bergen jumps out of the shadows scaring mr dennis mr dennis gives off one round striking him and killing him instantly later in the press conference phil uh press conference while fielding questions for reporters josh said dennis was totally startled when bergen jumped out and that bergen had allegedly made a growling noise when he revealed himself he was shot with a 380 semi-automatic oh that's a strong gun ain't it went straight to his heart good god yeah we got too many guns in america and apparently too so many he jumped out mm-hmm. a bear yeah and he got shot like one yeah, clueless star stacy dash off the hook in domestic battery case well i'll be damned she is white you don't say <laughs> well i know what i'll be doing next time i get arrested uh sir can you put white man on there Mm-mm. i'm gonna need to get these charges dropped mm, they don't look at your black ass go no nah, we can't even well they should have looked at her black ass said the same thing camera they Mm-mm. didn't Mm-mm. so i'm gonna go i'm you gonna try it you don't get that privilege sir i'm trying it 
they gonna they, they gonna, might be processing my paperwork the next look day look at your beard hair and go nope your beard hair does not wave it curls stop trying to kill my dreams i don't know why you trying to do this to me i'm just keeping it real Mm-hmm. well i don't know why you just don't want to be a bad wench because if i become a white man that's what they're gonna be saying about you on twitter you know she married to a white man uh i'm just trying to get out of jail i'm I'm figured they was just processing the paperwork said white and they just shredded it throw this away Uh, what they gonna do to look at your parents and be like how did you produce this white child don't matter how did stacy dash parents produce a white child i don't know but she's a free white child all charges dropped sounds like some of us need to give some i know what's not working filling out black every time they arrest me i know that's not that's not working out too well for us guys Mm -mm. i think it's time to switch up tactics maybe this coon has stumbled onto something can't can't put a b for black or american i'm just saying the power of whiteness is so good you, you can just put it on a sheet of paper and get away apparently you can uh bronx zoo lion woman maya autry raps on instagram while the new york police department hunts for her. yeah now i know what you're saying rod i saw this it's been everywhere how can you have this on white people news hey man i don't know what's up with this sister but she really did walk up to like the enclosure for lions mm-hmm. the lions den at the bronx zoo <gasps> and was like standing feet away from the line the lion was so shocked it didn't even eat her or nothing it was like woman i'm a lion are you crazy <laughs> blacks you have lost one of yours <laughs> does this one belong to you yeah. what is this you guys uh we've never seen one of these do this before yeah we, we normally get them a little more fair skinned and they normally come with food yeah they normally don't smell like shea butter i don't, I don't even know that might not bo- that might bother my stomach <laughs> no right you don't smell right uh so yeah police on friday said they were hunting maya autry to slap her with a trespassing charge as she took the social media to perform a bizarre rap and taunt them in the morning the account was taken private later friday if i walked in the line then do you think oh wait so they have the the rap here okay all right uh let me see if i can share this because uh, i think they they're gonna play the rap in a video um just give me a second to switch over wow that i mean that's definitely black then i mean if you made a rap about it doesn't get much blacker than that it's only 40 seconds oh so Uh, it wasn't even 16 bars (laughs) is that a problem Mm, (laughs) oh man she didn't give us a hot 16 Mm -mm. well i mean i'm offended now i was upset before but now i'm a goddamn offended i sure am uh she goes by the name queen empress maya larie israelite online oh jeez oh sound like a hotel sound like a her tip okay that's a <laughs> julia if you don't sit your ass down um i, I don't know why it's taking so long i'll keep letting it load uh she also performed a wild curseville rap that posted on instagram with the caption i'm karma dharma with the flames i'm 15 cleopatra's believe me rapping and doing put same time my name is queen empress maya larie israelite and don't you motherfuckers ever forget it in the nearly one hour rant she also drank green juice from a wine glass and blasted r&b music while wearing a medieval style white hooded get up 
oh oh she might have some mental problems don't you ever come at me talking about i'm putting a lion in danger or any animal in danger when i am a hebrew herbalist later she refused to give details about why she entered the line enclosure i know you're gonna put this shit on the news i know it's gonna be all over she said when i'm ready to talk about the particular situation of the lion i will <laughs> the particular situation shit they seen you oh y'all want to talk about that lion situation well sure well, I, that lion was lying i guess if we got to talk about that particular one we will do it i gotta take a survey to get to the video what is happening in new york post man looks like uh flavor flavor was right about y'all yeah I, I, I'm, I'm just randomly answering these questions to get to the video yeah, i don't no. know yeah, hope they ain't doing? using this for nothing all right so I why she got crazy as a crazy eyes oh no what is happening here this was going down you know what's crazy is she became the best woman rapper in new york after this verse it's wow i couldn't believe it Nicki minaj retired somebody gotta take the throne and i'm it's looking like queen empress myla ree it's gonna be the next next top woman rapper from new york rhapsody from north carolina Megan from Texas. I am in the piece. This is Brooklyn. Who's holding the camera? I don't know. You know, that's. You know, I realized just now, it's so sad about this. How many of y'all out there taking your own selfies? she had a hype man and everything hmm how many of y'all this I woman didn't. found somebody Mm-mm. a friend who's willing to record her fucking with lines and record her doing hot hot freestyles on the run from the cops Mm-mm. and some of y'all can't even get a man ain't that some no, I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all I'm gonna say where did this turn to <laughs> and some of y'all feels okay this black church now okay it's <laughs> damn some people ain't got friends she got friends she got ride or die friends jesus Mm-mm. good grief Mm-mm. i would never not that that is not like a well person no them bars made you, no you, sense there would be no video it'd be me it'd be somebody filming me going now yes uh, my friend over here talking to a lion y'all need to come and get him give me your aids give me jail give me your rage i got a lion in a cage like what are you talking about Mm -mm, mm -mm. uh taylor swift and joe alwyn make rare public appearance together for snl after party okay tay tay i see you boo uh she celebrated her appearance on saturday night live with a rare public date night with boyfriend joe alwyn the lover singer was spotted holding hands with alwyn on saturday night as they headed to zuma in new york for snl's at the party swift 29 was dressed in a black blazer and sparkly pants while alwyn 28 opted for a black coat gray shirt and blue jeans for the outing the singer served as the musical guest for the week's episode of snl and performed false god for the first time she also treated fans to an acoustic rendition of the titular track from her seventh studio album lover which dropped in august 
before swift's performance a twitter user revealed the singer had pizzas delivered to the excited fans who were waiting in line outside of snl oh that is so nice of her mm-hmm. while swift typically keeps her relationship with alwyn uh actor under wraps she uh i guess they meant to say the actor she reve- recently revealed that the favorite actor inspired many of her songs on lover and the target in the uh target special edition of her album oh i should have got it from target i've just got it on title the star also <laughs> confirmed in a diary entry that the two began secretly dating in the fall of 2016 oh so this is oh, these are keepers it's been almost three years mm-hmm. in an interview last month with roller stone swift explained that she feels more comfortable putting her feelings for all into the song rather than talking about them in an interview singing about something helps you to express it in a way that feels more accurate you cannot no matter what put words in a quote and have it look, move someone the same way as you heard those words with the perfect sonic representation of that feeling there is that weird conflict in being confess a confessional songwriter and then also having my life you know 10 years ago be catapulted into this strange pop culture thing uh in all when in august a source told people that all personality is great for taylor he's very calm and always very supportive he's sympathetic and understanding and supports her speaking out about things that she doesn't agree with wait yeah that's the problem all them exes y'all been blaming taylor for breaking up with they was probably telling her to shut the fuck up about all that feminism shit but nah but y'all sleep though mm-hmm y'all ain't want to y'all want to blame her for everything but you know the number one perpetrator of telling people to shut the fuck up is white men you know them straight white men was like taylor now nah, i ain't get with you for all this shit and going back to singing them country songs you fucking up the brand mm-hmm. she was like hey, shake it off shake it off mm-hmm. Did she be singing them songs these niggas ain't shit come on how men are trash and niggas ain't shit but taylor swift wrong for breaking up with men y'all get it get it stick pick to a story stick a story pick to a story stick to a story that's what i meant to say pick one uh there's something refreshing and different about their relationship <laughs> joe may i get so upset talking about taylor okay these blacks are just unrelenting you guys are mad at her over a goddamn coon yelling at you in a choir full of black people in front of white people in salt lake city talking about uh slavery was a choice but y'all picked him over tay tay it's just unconscionable really Mm-mm-mm. uh joe makes taylor so very happy it's hard to picture her not spending the rest of her life with him Ooh! her family loves him he seems older than he is and is a fantastic guy well you better stay on his toes because you know taylor drop you at a heartbeat you start fucking up so you better not ever say nothing bad mm-hmm. uh, so he loves acting but doesn't want to be a celebrity they both agree that for their relationship to keep working they want to keep things quieter she's the happiest she's ever been Aww. well good for you tay tay we all deserve love and it's good to see you getting some all right ain't no hate in my blood Mm-mm. uh all right y'all let's get out of here with some sore ratchetness wow look at shay in the chat room if i ever agree with a white man telling someone to shut up it'd be in the case of her that is so sad that is so sad tay tay ain't never hurt you wow let that coon kanye west to get y'all no, on his no, side no solidarity nigga said one good thing about hurricane katrina and y'all been 
letting him get away with murder ever since Mm-mm-mm. uh ex-husband saw after woman run over and slashed with machete in the bronx jesus oh a woman discovered dead in a bronx street was slashed with a machete and run over according to authorities who are now looking for her ex-husband see men are trash but keep in mind this kind of behavior shade supports to see women shut the fuck up i don't know why I police hope, say 58 year oh go ahead i'm about to say i hope she ain't had no uh quirk uh because the uh the uh what they call that dude stain would have got her mm, okay that's a uh deep cut for you guys <laughs> for <laughs> if you guys aren't into my hero academia that's, oh my bad you wouldn't get that you guys don't understand what the hell karen just said but i do police say the 58 year old victim <laughs> was found unconscious i speak karen guys sometimes somebody do F- police say the 58 year old victim was found unconscious with multiple lacerations to her body on ellsworth avenue uh, around 7 a.m thursday i heard a loud bang i actually thought it was a gunshot look out my window i saw a car struck another vehicle i saw a man moving his car back and forth he got out then i heard a lady screaming help help her he's going to kill her it turns out he was hitting her with a machete and i saw him take off jesus new york uh they rushed to help the woman it was too late by the time i got down she was in pretty bad shape and the cops ended up coming my heart dropped wish i could have done something i did the best i could do i called the cops the woman was pronounced dead at jacoby medical center she's been identified as noella mateo uh oh. yep yep uh detectives are looking for 62 year old ex-husband uh oh. police believe he crashed his car to the back of a white minivan then got to mateo's car ran her over with it before attacking her with the machete holy shit and these are the kind of men out there that are killing these women and stuff that taylor swift is trying to get away from fucking 62 yeah 62 you know but a lot of y'all out there just wishing it was taylor swift that got killed and that's what's sad about oh, that's what's really sad about america right now that's why i had to take a break from all this social media and all this stuff because y'all just <laughs> y'all so evil <laughs> got so much evil in y'all heart hopefully the judge will find y'all and give y'all some some religion get get this evil up out of you all right y'all we'll talk to y'all uh later until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.